0: Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. And welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about surrender and how surrender is an important part of the PeaceWorks process and Men of Peace. But before we jump into that content, I want to take just a few moments to remind you of Men of Peace. At the time of this recording, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and many folks are learning and interested and seeking help in areas of their life when it comes to abuse, harm, care, and, and change. And Men of Peace may be a great option for anybody who, first of all, has identified themselves as abusive uh, or for a people helper who is helping working alongside and confronting someone who has been abusive. Men of Peace is an online digital course that takes all of my past material in working with men from a biblical perspective and puts it in one easy-to-use, self-paced course That's designed first to teach you how to build your own shepherding team and accountability and then walks you through the process of change uh, with a gospel centered perspective. So if you want to know more about Men of Peace, you can go over to menofpeace.org and there's a frequently asked questions page. There's videos, there's explanations, uh, all kinds of resources to help you understand how this course can help you as a people helper or as an individual who's been committing acts of abuse. All right, so today's content, we're talking uh, about the W. We've been talking about the W for the last several weeks, and that is kind of slang for our process, for the PeaceWorks process that we use in Men of Peace in working with men who are seeking to change uh, from a biblical perspective. And if you've been following along, you know that the first point on the W is information, where we talk about uh, their use of abuse and destructive tactics, their motivations, the impact of that behavior. The second point is ownership and responsibility, where we uh, take ownership for the choices that we've made and the ways in which it has harmed our partner. Uh, The next point is transformation. It's the introduction of the gospel to the process. And today's point, would be surrender, a surrender that leads to the final point, which is reformation, the continued repentance, observation, change, uh, and pursuit of holiness. So surrender, we could go a lot of different ways talking about it, but I think just even hearing the term, uh, most of us, most of our listeners will comprehend that we're really talking about, in many ways, giving up control. Uh, That's really the The surrender piece of the puzzle here is, will I wave the white flag when it comes to aspects of control? Now, all Christians at some point are going to experience the need or several points in their faith, the need to surrender aspects of control. Uh, All of us have to some extent uh, been gripped by the desire to control outcomes, to control situations, um, to to fret and worry to the point of maybe even being somewhat debilitated by our desire to see certain outcomes achieved. Uh, but in our work in the work with individuals who have been abusive, not only is control manifesting itself in the heart and the mind, it is producing uh, actions, behaviors, choices that are actively and willfully harming another person, so that our desire for control uh, has a distinct and observable negative impact on someone else. And that is often lying at the heart of uh, what we're talking about. Certainly pride is central to the choices that are being made, but a desire for control will also be kind of latent within these discussions. Now, I know it's to varying degrees, and so It is important, I think, just to recognize that some men that we work with will overtly desire to oppress their partner. It will be a glaring sign of control. They want them to do what they want them to do. Um, That will be a discussion that can happen even early on. I mean, I have had men who have been very um, driven and somewhat derogatory towards me, suggesting that they shouldn't be in control. I've had some men who uh, perhaps theologically uh, would be more on the patriarchal side of things who believe that they should be in control and that wives should be subservient, and that is certainly something that we address in Men of Peace. To other degrees, I've had men who just want their way, and they really don't care how they get it. They have minimized and denied and blamed to such a degree that they are uh, either blind or insensitive to or perhaps indifferent towards uh, the impact that their actions are having. That destructive behavior is really just the natural consequence of anyone, in particular my partner, who resists what I want. And then, of course, there are other men who perhaps want something. Maybe they, they wouldn't be able to identify it as, well, I want to control my wife. Maybe they just want peace in the home, and rather than negotiating or compromising, Or perhaps even being uncomfortable, they will become uh, aggressive, violent, loud, threatening, intimidating in order to get what they want. Rather than embracing respectful dialogue, they will settle uh, for kind of a fearful dictatorship. And then there are other men who may not even be able to articulate what they wanted per se. Uh, Sometimes their intentions will be a little blurry But often, as you continue to pull the rope, as you continue to dialogue, there is something that we want, and usually it involves some aspect of control. I want the outcome that I want. I want to experience what I want to experience. I want to avoid what I want to avoid. And in order to get that, I have to manipulate, intimidate, isolate, etc. And so just like any believer who has to wrestle with aspects of control, uh, abusive individuals also have to ask uh, wrestle with aspects of control. However, their acts of control have been somewhat, uh, not somewhat, but in many cases, I guess it varies, you could put it on a spectrum, um, uh, detrimental to their partner, harmful to their partner, destructive to their partner. And so while they may not be able to articulate, this is how I was controlling, um, that does not mean that they were not controlling. It just means that we maybe have a little bit of work to do to help them understand what they what they wanted. Um, as I've had men in the past say to me, well, it wasn't like I wanted her to be afraid. I just wanted peace and quiet. Yes, and you were willing to cause fear in this situation, in this situation, in this situation, in order to get what you wanted. And so there was a desire there to control because you cared more about your comfort than your wife's safety. And and that is a wrestling match that happens quite a bit in Men of Peace. So when we talk about the W, there are some parts of the W that are a little easier, some that are a little more difficult, and a lot of that has to do with perspective uh, and process. So when it comes to surrender, when you get to this point in the W, hopefully uh, you have done a lot of thorough work in the information stage. Hopefully, you have done a lot of thorough work in the ownership stage. Hopefully, you have done a lot of thorough work in the transformation stage because you can't really have surrender. You can't really have someone embracing the idea of, you know what, I want to be fully controlled by the Holy Spirit. I want to be surrendered to Christ's Word. I want to submit to the authority of the church. If they have not acknowledged their sinful choices, owned them and taken responsibility for them, Place them at the foot of the cross, accepted the subsequent consequences that come from that sin. It's very hard then to say, yes, I want to be a person of surrender if you have attempted to control the entire process throughout men of peace. And that's even something that may be said, you know, during our conversation. You know, hey, John, or hey, Bill, uh, whoever we're talking with, you know, it's difficult for me to believe that you're ready to embrace this concept of surrender, like you said in your homework, when you have attempted to control every aspect of the process up to this point, you continue to change our meeting times. You continue to, you know, add content as if the content you are wrestling with isn't enough, but it needs your interpretation. Uh, You continue to reframe everything that I say. And here's some examples of that. And so that's not an example of surrender. That's more of an example of continued control and so i hope this is making sense listener that this point in the w is so essential to see because the hallmark of most abusive men is this desire and drive to control so i gave you just a couple examples which you know for me are, are kind of you know front in my mind but if you haven't been doing this work very often those are some good examples of how these points of surrender may be veiled as Acceptable, but they may be um, men may be attempting to continue control. For instance, yeah, I want to surrender to the authority of the church. Great. They would like to meet with you Tuesday at six. Are you free? Yes, but I would rather come at eight. It's going to be a little, you know, rather than just saying, yes, I am free, there's an attempt to change the time, change the date, cancel at the last minute, reframe the discussion. Like, uh, yeah, I know that we want to talk about these acts I've done against my wife, but I also want to make sure that we're going to get marriage counseling. So when are we going to start that? The continual reframing moves us away from the, the need for surrender, right, and into this world of um, fighting for control, which the abuser is a master at. So, keep them. All I'm saying is keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, Many helpers get to this point in the W and they feel good because there's been an acknowledgement of wrongdoing. There's been a seemingly willingness to own the wrongdoing. There's been acknowledgement of at least the propositional aspects of the gospel. But when it comes to the nitty gritty, to the rubber meeting the road type of discussion, there is a I will surrender if. I will surrender but, or I will surrender in part. And uh, those are giant red flags to go back to the gospel to remind the client, counselee, or person we're working with who's really in control. And and that is an interesting theological discussion that often happens at this point. Am I willing to let God be in control? Now, so many men that I work with who claim to be Christians uh, will... Uh, espouse, they will talk theologically. They're not afraid, many of them, to use doctrinal positions. And um, quite frankly, just if we can be completely honest on this podcast, the tribe that has been kind of the most frequent um, user of, of Men of Peace has been in more of the Reformed tribe. Now, we have Pentecostals and Nazarenes and Baptists and different folks. But among my Reformed friends, which makes up the largest part I believe of participants, it is ironic to see a real passion for certain doctrinal positions, such as the sovereignty of God, and a practical theology that doesn't match. A practical theology that says, well, honestly, you know, I, I believe God's in control, but I actually control everything. And that is where this wrestling match of surrender comes back to don't tell me, show me. Don't just tell me what I want to hear. Show me, describe for me, help me see your plan for giving up, for letting go of control, for allowing God to be um, in control. What does it look like for a believer who wants, a person who once abused their partner? is placing their faith in Jesus and is now full of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit surrendered to the sufficiency of Scripture, what does that look like? How is that lived out? Those type of discussions are essential as we get into the practical, you know, kind of nuts and bolts of what is a surrendered life. And if you're not willing to kind of give up, you know, your big rocks, your heavy burdens of I have to control my partner, I have to be the head of the house in a domineering way. I have to get the things that I want. I have to be fulfilled in the following ways. Then change is really unlikely in the long term. In fact, if you go through the first three points of the W and you simply acknowledge your sin, own what you have acknowledged, ex- accepted or, or at least given a head nod to the propositional aspects of the gospel, but you're not willing To give up your pride for humility you're not willing to give up your control for service you're not willing uh to give up your domineering domination right for instruction then has the gospel really taken root has the gospel really affected change because my fear is once we get to the final piece you're going to walk temporarily in conformity with what you're being asked But the long term directional change of your life, the observable fruits of repentance, are going to begin to fade as the original fruit of sin is going to return. So it's necessary that, yes, you acknowledge, yes, you own, yes, you surrender, you take that to the cross itself. Let Jesus be the centerpiece of your hope and your life. Surrender to the power and the presence of His Spirit. Surrender to the sufficient instruction of His Word. Surrender to the authority and the position of people in the church who love you and want to disciple you. And yes, even surrender the rights and privileges that you think you have for the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that when we hear instruction moving forward, right? So think about the difference. So when we start processing passages of Scripture... Such as uh, Ephesians chapter 5. So I'm reading Ephesians 5 and I want to be the head of my house. Christ is the head of the church. And I am not surrendered. I've not given God control. I'm going to try to help God, right? I'm going to be his right hand man. What ends up happening is I end up making him my right hand man as I bowl over my family in a foe type of headship, but what if I'm surrendered to the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit? What if I'm surrendered to the sufficiency of his word? What if I'm surrendered to a group of men who are holding me accountable and discipling me? Will I interpret passages like Ephesians 5 differently? Will I be called into servant leadership graciously? Will I be confronted when I don't conform with the way Christ has called leaders to lead people to use power And privilege? I think so. I think change is much more likely when surrender has taken place. I think reformation, without true heart surrender, without the power and transformative nature of the gospel, without ownership and responsibility, without understanding, I think reformation is simply behavior modification and is often engaged in by abusers and perpetrators of abuse so that they can quickly move through the process and get back to normal. Normal, what was normal, is not good. We want to abandon normal, and we want something new. And your partner will not be safe, right, if you simply restructure what was before the process rather than completely abandon, radically amputate, and move forward with something new generated by the Spirit informed by his word, evaluated by his church, and in, and engaged by the person. I hope that was helpful. Surrender is a big piece of the process, whether you're using the Men of Peace material or if you're simply counseling somebody who has been abusive in the past. This is an essential piece. It's a little tricky sometimes. It can be quite the tug of war. Uh, going back and forth on the nature and the uh, outcomes of surrender. But I hope this brief conversation has at least sparked your interest in uh, this conversation and maybe will even uh, invite you or entice you or draw you into further conversations with us here at PeaceWorks or even over at MenOfPeace.org. Remember, uh, MenOfPeace.org, you can learn more about the Men of Peace self-paced course, the digital course that we have there and the ways in which uh, that course can help you if you're a destructive individual wanting to learn more about yourself or as a helper who is looking for material that can really uh, aid you as you walk alongside those who are seeking change. Thank you so much for being part of the PeaceWorks podcast. We value all of you so much. Please let the platform know that you're listening on, that you value us. You can rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever the platform requires Uh, to do, just let them know that you value the PeaceWorks podcast. Thank you again, and until next time, God bless.